She has a Guinness World Record for fastest human computation. She would put on shows where audience members would just ask random difficult math questions like multiply this seven digit number and this nine digit number. And she'd give them the answer in like seconds. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I am Chloe Skye. I'm Jupiter F. Stone. And I'm Sarah Gorski. And today I am bringing you the story of Shakuntala Devi. Have either of you heard that name prior no. to... You saying it. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. So she's best known as the human computer. Holy shit. Wait, um, like the female human computer? I mean, yeah, I guess she is. Like, is she known as the female human computer? She's known as the human computer. Like, no gender bias? No gender bias. She's, she's This clarifying. broad has a giant brain. Oh my gosh. If that's what <laughs> she she's sure called, does. she has a giant brain. You, that is correct. She does have a giant brain. Wow. She has a Guinness World Record for fastest human computation. <gasps> wow. She got kind of popular in America in like the 70s and 80s. She's from India. But she basically, she would put on shows where audience members would just ask random difficult math questions like multiply this seven digit number and this nine digit number. And she'd give them the answer in like 10 to 15 seconds. She could just wow. do the math oh. so fast. Okay. Okay. So when they say compute, it's like, we're going to give you like, like data, like math and numbers, like mostly numbers. Or could she also do like, I feel like you're well, going to tell me. I am. So she, I'm excited. I'm excited. One of her other, one of the other big parts of, of the show that she would do is you could pick it. You could be like January 3rd, 1816. And she'd be like Thursday. And she'd be right. What? Any day in history, she knew what day of the week it was. Like, she knew how years worked and how the numbers worked. I can't even comprehend. Like, I use my calculator for everything. <laughs> everything. She basically spoke math like it was a language. Like, she was fluent in the way numbers fit together. And, and you're going to tell me that she was just born this way? I kind of am. <laughs> With a giant brain. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to I'm going to cite a couple more like super amazing math facts cuz oh, I'm like do, a math nerd and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yes. So at at the end of the show she'd do something that seemed totally impossible. They would put a 201 digit number on screen. Like pi with with 200 digits. Yeah. And then they would say calculate the 23rd root of that number. And it would be some other massive number. And she was able to finish that in 50 seconds. 50? Five zero. Less than a minute. In and her head. In her head. They, huh. they fed that same problem into a computer, and it took the computer 62 seconds. <laughs> eat it, Bill Gates. Just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Your computer don't know shit. Uh, and also, Sarah, I really thought you'd like this fact. I only wrote this down for you. Uh, there's a famous Dutch dude who was also, he made his living as a mental calculator. And he had solved a, a similar problem, another like huge number, find the 23rd root of it. And it took him 10 minutes. <laughs> I guess he's our douche of the week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we might have a douche of the week a little later. But... Oh, damn. Two? There's no way there's enough room for two. This guy didn't yeah. do anything other than take a long time to solve a math problem. That's not quite worthy of being but he called thought douche that of he the was, week. He thought he was she. so good, and she he took did. literally nine minutes less. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Which is did. an infinity when it comes to those kinds of tests. 
Exactly. That's an, yep. an infinity. Yep. <laughs> I do like that story. Thanks, Chloe. Thanks for thinking. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. A, a little tease for, for more of the story, because like as cool as she is about all the math stuff, and like you may be listening to this and like, okay, yeah, whatever, math. She also wrote a book that stands as the first study on homosexuality ever published in India. See, this Whoa. is what I'm saying. This is why I brought up, like, what else did she do? Or are you going to tell me she was just born this way? Because I'm like, if you can do that amount of stuff, like, if you can do that, you could probably do anything, right? If you I can mean, compute that much data. It's certainly useful to be able to compute that much data. Was she a gay? She was not. But she is considered a pioneer in the field of homosexuality. That's interesting. Did she just research it? Is that was was she just a scholar? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I was ah, just I was just teasing Chloe, it. We'll get so <laughs> many teases. When you start with the teases, Jupiter and I, I can't handle it. But I just I read this part which said she's a pioneer in the field of homosexuality, and I was like, I want to be a pioneer in the field of homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what a contrast. I mean, seemingly. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll blow my mind. But what a contrast to like. Yeah. The, oh the, yeah. This. The, <laughs> I what feel are like those the audiences for her two abilities are kind of different. And yeah. Separate. So so happy pride. Any gay person or queer person in India, a small amount of the reason you're allowed to be that is because of Shakuntala Devi, the human computer. So we're gonna dive back to the beginning. Thank you. The birth yeah. of the human computer happened on November fourth, nineteen twenty nine, in Bangalore, Karnataka, in India. Uh, her father worked for the circus. He was a trapeze artist, a lion tamer, a tightrope walker, and a magician. Whoa. He was, like, training Shakuntala to to go into the circus. Like, this is how you make a living. This is how I know how to make a living. So he was, like, trying to teach her card tricks. And so when she was three years old, he was teaching her a card trick, and she had already memorized the deck. She, like, had memorized the order the cards were in, and she, like, could do this trick at three. Three years old? And he was like, hold on, this is interesting. (laughs) So he, like, really leaned into helping her learn math or, like, uh, more like stoking her interest in it. Because he was, like... Her interest? You mean his interest? Well... He got a circus. He's about to make her a star. Yes. (laughs) Did that really happen? Yeah. So what happened is he recognized that this was fascinating and that he was, like, this is amazing. So he quit the circus and he took her on tour. (gasps) And he put her on display (gasps) on sideshows. Just, like... This is complicated. I wish the audience could see Jupiter's face right now. She is freaking out. She's having a total meltdown. I have complicated feelings about this. Wait, because you, were like, talking, yeah. you were talking douchebag of the week. Right. And I think there's a strong contention that it's her dad. Uh, well, wait, but did he treat her bad? But, or was he just taking advantage of her town? So he would... He really just wanted to use her... She was the only person who had a job in the family. Right. It was him and, he quit. and his... Right, and he quit his job so that she could have a job. And she's five years old when he does this. Damn. Okay, okay, so there were, so like soon after the card gaming. Yes, and also Shakuntala didn't like doing it. Like she she was very vocal in saying like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, then he's a douche. I don't like, wow. I don't like being put on display. I don't like feeling exploited. I don't like the fact that people are like staring at me and like asking me questions and then like acting like I'm a freak. And she would say, anytime she would say, I don't want to do this anymore, her dad would beat up her mom. <gasps> and then her mom would beat up Shakuntala. So, okay, no, he is the douche of the week. He's oh, the 100%. Week. Yeah, yeah, not a cool dad. Not a cool dad. Because I have this fantasy of, like, you know, those kids that, like, their family's like, fine, I'm going to quit my job and take you to L.A. And we're going to really do it, kid. Like, I am not the Lindsay Lohan story. But neither is she. 
Nope. This is wow. this is not you know an aspirational story of finding early success. We don't really care for wife beaters on this podcast. Not a fan. Like generically speaking, get the fuck out of here, wife beaters. Correct. No space for you. Hundred percent. But so by the time she's six years old, he's he's taken her around and she's developed such a reputation that they're like putting her on display at, at universities and colleges. And she's like in front of classrooms of math academics as a six-year-old child and doing things that a lot of the kids in the class can't even really do. And she's six and she's doing them. And they did this for years. There, there's not a lot more information about her life around this time, but we know that she just kept doing it. And it was pretty much constant work. Like she was doing nearly daily shows to bring in enough money so that her family could live. She she never go, gets any like formal education, but she teaches herself along the way. Like they're she teaches books. herself math. She teaches herself more math. She's like reading the math textbooks that are Holy far shit. beyond her parents' understanding. So she's teaching it to herself, and she also teaches herself to speak other languages. And she can speak like a number of languages. I forgot to, uh, to write down how many languages, but it's like more than four languages that she teaches herself to speak. Holy shit. That blows my mind that she's self-taught. Oh, yeah. my mind. So one of the things that I sort of pieced together from later interviews that she did is that the students at these universities are, are pretty rude to her also. I think, you know, largely a lot of them are men. This is a period of time when women aren't allowed to be educated, where a woman going to a university, she's going to be, like, ostracized. So... I'm assuming a lot of these students are men, but she said that the students would not concede that she was talented. They said Ugh. that she wasn't doing anything special. She was just doing it fast. And like, that's not like, it's, it's not like you're breaking ground and discovering new concepts. You're just oh, wow. doing what a calculator could do. So they like, this isn't a big. so jealous. Oh, so jealous. Wow. Because if that was them, they'd be the fucking messiah, okay? Oh, well, they'd, they'd think they were, yeah. Uh, exactly. Wait. So so she decides she's she's fed up with being exploited. She's fed up with getting no respect from anyone she's putting her skills on display for. So she decides she's going to run away and become a sannyasini, which is basically the Hindu version of a nun. And she goes to the Vyasara Mutt to renounce everything. She's like, this is it. I'm just going to live here. I'm going to spend the rest of my life in peaceful solitude and quiet and in meditation. Because I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of everything. Dude, I get it. I would want that too. That's bullshit. Right. I'm like, hold on. Is that an option? Can we do this? <laughs> I mean, you can't. Yeah, why not? She ends up staying there for a week. <laughs> After which she says that she left to, quote, Again, get entangled in this worldly bondage. End quote. Okay. So, so, I mean, could she just not handle? Was she just so, like, she could process so much? Was she just, like, bored? Uh, I don't know. She didn't necessarily speak on that. Yeah, because that's what I'm thinking is it's like, even though life is so hard and challenging outside, you know, is it better to be at least be able to be stimulated versus, like, here's your schedule, you're gonna, like, because, I mean, I don't know how it works I mean, in that religion, it's, but... it's also possible that she was still just feeling the pressure from her parents of, like, she had no say over what she did with her time. Like, yeah. if you ever stop working your f entire family dies. We oh, I see. We don't want to renounce see, everything. okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So she's yeah. like unwillingly being dragged back out versus like... Well, I guess we, if we don't know for sure, but like there's usually like a trial period like when you sign up to be 
the equivalent of like a nun or a monk there's usually like i I believe i understand this correctly that there's like a period of time that it's like your trial where you're trying out what it's like to be that because not Mm. every it's not for everybody like that that life that that lifestyle is like not so so before you like fully take your vows and like fully commit i do i mean i don't know if it's the same obviously in hindu but 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 at least for the the catholic church that's because it is a big choice to make and they don't want people to make it lightly and to like right. renounce immediately. So she might've just like gotten there and been like this cafeteria food sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, yeah, or if your if your brain is just like working that fast that it's boring to meditate. I don't know. I don't There's all kinds of reasons, but it, that, that does what you said, Sarah does seem to fit in with what I was finding as I looked into like, what is the Vyasara Mutt? Like, what are these things that I'm reading about? So it it could have been a combination of all those things. Uh, In 1944, she and her father moved to London. So like right after World War II ends, they're like, all right, great. We can go to Europe. She would have been around 14 at this time. By 1950, she's, she's on tour of Europe. Uh, In October, she's on TV on the BBC. And her most famous television broadcast occurs. She's 20 years old. She's on with the journalist Leslie Mitchell. And the BBC has previously decided all the questions and given the questions and answers to the host. He asks her the question. She gives the answer. And he says, oh, I'm so sorry. That answer is incorrect. And she says, no, it's not. You're incorrect. (laughs) And it turns out there was a computer error. (laughs) And she was right. Wow. Holy and so the host, shit. Were the ratings the ho- like berserk for that show? Oh, yes. Yeah. This They replayed this all the time because the host had to go back and be like, you're right. Our computer was wrong. Your math is correct. Wow. We're the ones who fucked up. Damn. BBC don't know shit. You could not BBC plan for that. BBC don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> this 20-year-old girl just schooled us in front of everybody. Holy shit. Uh, so they just left the rest. They just left the rest of the family in India, and they went to like they toured with. Yeah, them. it seems like it was just the two of them. Like it didn't say anything about her mother after this. Like she's kind of never mentioned again. So I don't really know. I was gonna say that's not your style. In the beginning, you're like, I'm like, what about the mom though? What the mom do? They just, the mom yeah, there's the just there's just not a lot of. <laughs> though I'm personally about her. like kind of relieved that like he can't beat the mother now because. Right, but now I'm like, is, is he just beating her? Right, is he just beating her instead? Like, is that the real reason why she? Right. I don't know if she's on camera all the time though. He probably That's a good point. Probably That's was. a good point. He's got to keep it torso only. Mm. I know. I know. So When does he die? Can we get that part of the story? It's not a part of the story. Damn. He dies at some point. Okay. Uh so in 1952, which is 2 years after that famous television broadcast, she moves to America uh by herself. Oh. Probably just to get away from her abusive father. Right. And she tries to make money there. But in America, there's a lot less media interest. I'm guessing partly for racist reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever she does get a show, she, she it's not a lot of money. And she saves like a tiny, tiny amount for herself and sends the rest home to her family. Uh, and she says at, about this time, her meals were a, a meal that she made up called soup from local cafeterias, which was the free water and ketchup packets that she would stir in. And that was her meal. What year was this? 1952, like throughout the 50s in America. Jeez. Mm. That, yeah. is, that so, is not soup. That is not soup. That it's is, ketchup packets and water. That's, and so she really, like, she was just broke for a decade 
trying to and, and maybe, you know, here or there, like she gets a gig that pays a lot of money and she has like maybe a week or two of living a little better. But for the most part, she's just she's poor and touring America. She's brilliant. But yeah, she's absolutely still broke, brilliant. But she's and still stuck because capitalism is not designed to benefit people who are just really smart. The 1950s were like a super weird time in America. Right, oh, so she's yeah. single, she's Indian, she's yeah. an immigrant, and has a vagina. Yeah. Who, yeah. It doesn't matter what you can do with your brain. Right. Like, <laughs> there's no opportunities for you. Wow. You're You're an enigma. We don't know what to do. And I feel like the TV programs were like... Very limited. It was like Leave It to Beaver, and like, yeah, it was like nuclear family. It shows. was the period of white flight to the suburbs. Right. They're really pushing this idea of like the nuclear families. Like it was the Mad Men. It was the Mad Men time. It was the mm-hmm. it did not fit the narrative. Yeah, it just it it wasn't t- a time to be successful as an Indian in America. So in 1960, she goes back to India and. Shortly thereafter, despite formally saying she would never marry because marriage is, quote, just another of life's bondages, she ends up marrying this guy named Paratosh Banerjee, who is an IAS officer, but she refuses to take his family name and says, I believe in equality both ways. I do not even wear the traditional symbols of marriage. And she didn't. She didn't wear a ring. She didn't wear or whatever uh, the symbols are in India. But she refused to show that she was married or act like she was married. (laughs) And there were a a few times where she would like go to be on a show after this. And they'd be like, what's your name? And she'd say Shakuntala Devi. And they'd be like, no, no, no. But aren't you married? And she'd be like, yes, but it's Shakuntala Devi. That's the name you're going to put on my trailer. I I, Mm. no, I'm not taking his name. He's not getting credit for what I can do. Yes. Yes. All right. So in the 1970s, she has a child and decides to become a novelist. And Whoa. she keeps doing her, her calculation shows this whole time, but she's also like, I should find another revenue stream. So in 1976, her first novel is published. It's called Perfect Murder. While she's touring for the book, she speaks about her computer skills and she's like, of what practical use is it, really? Like, it has limited appeal. I'm not particularly interested in math. What we need is more humanity. And that's, like, her reason for trying to step away from math and moving into writing is, like, let's spread humanity around. Like, let's spread understanding of other people. Like, we don't need to just put me on display and have me do calculations. Like, that's not interesting to me. It's interesting to you because you can't do it, but it's not interesting to me. Mm. You know what she kind of reminds me of at this part of the story is like child actors who like grow up and they're like, nah, I'm not doing this shit no more. Yeah. Who like you had it so much as a kid, you live through it and you're like, this industry is fucked. I don't want to be part of this anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It's very similar to that. And then in 1977, she publishes a book called The World of Homosexuals. This is where she argues that homosexuals, and this is a controversial opinion, are people. <laughs> in India, though, that was controversial, wasn't it? It was. It was very controversial. They, there had not been any mention of homosexuality in, in like any like this is the first book published on the subject. Period in the entire country. Yeah, Whoa. that's what that's See, what I'm saying. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like, dude, were people tried to do that before and they got shut down, or was she just the first one to have like the honest to do it, or the like what what like the first one in what year? 1977. Jeez, this is this is painful. That's painful. Oh, right I know, right? So that's a big ass place. 
So she writes in the introduction to her book that she is not an expert in the field. She's just a lay person who has traveled the world and interviewed gay couples because she just wanted to understand what it was and she was just had like a natural curiosity and so people would talk to her like yeah we've been gay for for years we've been together this long and through her research really came to the conclusion that they're not different than anyone else like we we should stop keeping like pretending that they're this weird other thing but we should treat them as people and she writes um my only qualification for writing this book is that i am a human being and that's a part mm. of her, the introduction. Wow. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. This is later in my notes, but I'm going to say it now because it's part of the story. So the reason she wrote this book, the reason she was interested in homosexuality and decided to dive into this is because it turns out her husband is a gay man. Whoa. And Did she know when yeah. they got married or was that like Not after? when they got together. He, yeah. It was something that came out eventually, like as they got to trust each other, he eventually confided like, hey, I'm interested in men rather than responding with like how dare you fuck you like she responded with huh i should learn about that and then went and interviewed a bunch of gay couples so she could understand what it even was i love wow. that i love a, that such a good response right yeah. such a good response. to respond with with compassion and curiosity rather than revulsion what if everybody like re responded exact. that way what if Wouldn't that be nice? Did. Wouldn't that be I feel like there nice? might be less divorces and more happiness. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a, a gender and sexuality historian named Ruth Vanita who says uh, on this book that she wrote that it's the first to open up the field of same-sex relationships, not just in the country of India, but also in the light of Hindu thought and doctrine because she also interviewed Hindu priests about homosexuality. And so it's the first time that there's Hindu priests on record speaking about homosexuality as something that exists. Wow. Which is like a huge deal for the is, religion. Yo. Do you know, is that, is it, is, does there, does the Hindu religion support homosexuality or is it also kind of like taboo? I feel like it's, I feel like it's the same with every religion where it's like, we don't really talk about that. I, but I didn't specifically look it up. Most religions just care deeply that people are making children and homosexuals can't, can't make children alone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't, I, I can't speak to whether Hinduism was, I think at the time, definitely opposed. I don't know about now. Mm -hmm. Definitely couldn't speak on the subject. All right. So despite how big of a deal this was, uh, the book was pretty much ignored. Like it didn't sell. She didn't make really money off of it. Nobody read it. It's only in like recent years that people have gone back and like discovered the book from old, old printings, like first run printings of the book is kind of all that exists. Mm. And from that have realized like, oh, this to anyone who read it would have opened their mind and like moved us forward. Had they have done it. Right. Uh, so, did her and her so, husband stay married? They did not. In They divorced in 1979, but they stayed friends. That's nice. She never wanted to marry in the first place. She never wanted to be <laughs> married. Yeah, so it is what it is. Time for a broad crossover. Oh. Uh, <gasps> what? My favorite. Oh, I know. I know. I know. This this episode is just full of Sarah's favorite things. Wait. <laughs> wait. Is it Indira Gandhi? It is Indira Gandhi. Yes! Because in 1980, Shakuntala Devi 
runs for office against Indira Gandhi, <gasps> who is now the former prime minister. Uh, she doesn't even really think she has a chance of winning, but she specifically runs as a statement against Indira Gandhi. She, she gives speeches just saying, the reason I'm running is to defend the people of Madak from being fooled by Mrs. Gandhi. Wow. Whoa. And I like, like her. She's a badass. I love this woman. <laughs> I love so, her too. She's so cool. Because she's not like, she's like famous, but she's not like crazy wealthy or anything like that. She's just got this kind of like weird fame and she, and she's like not afraid to just like speak and just yeah, say exactly like what she do feels. What she believes. Yeah. That's a true broad spirit in my opinion. Definitely. She ends up dying uh, April 21st, 2013 from respiratory problems and complications of the heart and kidneys. Uh, so she, I mean, she lives a long life. Yeah. She does a lot of things. Running for office against Indira Gandhi is like, that's saying something. She only got like one and a half percent of the vote. So it's like, well, it wasn't, you know, a whole big thing, but it, but she it did it. It was a statement. It was a statement. It was a statement. And last year. Uh, during the COVID pandemic, a movie about her life that was made in India came out and was released on Amazon Prime. It's appropriately titled Shakuntala Devi. And it's available. We, we, you could watch we it. We could watch it? We could watch it. Well, maybe I mean, we should. Maybe we should. It's on Amazon is it Prime. An Indi- is it an Indian movie or is it an American? It is. It's, it? Yeah, it's, it was made in India. You'd watch it with subtitles. subtitles. I, support I it. could do it with subtitles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. So I'm like, that's that's the version of the story I want to see. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I, a lot of the information I found in my research was in like reviews of the movie <laughs> and people talking about like, hey, this movie came out. So let's talk about Shakuntala Devi. And here's how the movie changed things from the real story. And here's things that we just don't know about the real story that the movie did this with. So it's so it's interesting. Awesome. I love her. She's great. She's she's so cool. What turns? I mean, when you just dropped in, like, human computer, like, that was cool enough, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. then, but not, not for her. Nope. T- clearly. She didn't even like it. <laughs> wow. So if you, if you enjoyed this episode, we, we have some similar broads, through, and I specifically looked for broads who have a very specific skill or were known for, like, a very specific thing, and then used that to branch off into another field. So I have six broads, and in reverse chronological order, those are Alison Bechdel, whose mm-hmm. special skill was comics. Woohoo! Uh, Audrey Lord, mm-hmm. who was poetry. Uh, Christine Jorgensen, being trans. Mm-hmm. Billie Jean King, tennis. Lyudmila Pavlichenko, sniping. And Hedy Lamar, who has acting, but also so much more. And invented right. Wi-Fi. Hedy invented Wi-Fi. She sure did. Fucking Lest we shit. forget. This, you wouldn't even be listening to this if it wasn't for Hedy Hedy Lamar. was one so of our should... early broads, too. She was, yeah. Yeah, Sam brought brought in the knowledge on Hedy. Uh, and I almost included Chang Shi for prostitution, but that felt like a little too much of a diversion. You, <laughs> but she did. You're going to list her as ran. a prostitute and not a pirate? Shame well, but on the, No, but just because it's like, for, it's. I was listing the initial skill that led into the other skills. Oh, I get it. You I know? It. You know? It. You right, get it. Right, right, right. So I see what you did there. Yeah. So that's what I have. That's my that's my research on Shakuntala Devi. What, what do y'all think? I think we should campaign to get buildings named after all of our broads. I think she's great. And now I want to re-listen to the Indira Gandhi episode, too, to remember. I, I want to go back now. I want to throw back to her, that episode, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm probably going to re-listen to that one, too. 
you know, there's a lot of conversation about sex and gender and body presentation of late. So I decided to go ahead and do some deep research into the broad who discovered sex chromosomes. So make sure to come back next week if you want to hear about Nettie. Because Nettie Stevens did the damn thing. And by did the damn thing, I mean discovered sex chromosomes. It might be nice. It might be nice. No, and Hamilton, there, nobody. What is that? I don't know. Wait, what wait, is what? that? Dude, it's from Hamilton. Oh, Damn. oh, I haven't seen Hamilton. I know. You haven't, you haven't listened to it? I haven't. No, I've been completely. I, I was one of those people who was like, I'm going to wait until I see it live to listen to the music. Because I like it's experiencing coming. the it's music. It's coming to LA this summer. All right, I should take yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to see if I can. I'm going to see if I can get in. That'd be amazing. What if that we double date? Amazing. Oh, we should double. We should do a double. Okay.